So I wanted to, uh, before we officially get started, even though we're rolling, I wanted to say congratulations on the newborn, and, uh, well, the pregnancy, right? Is the pregnancy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Dude, what a week you've had. Pregnancy yeah. announcement, winning at the Dana White Contender Series, getting that contract. How do you feel, bro? Uh, it all kind of hasn't sunken in yet. You know, just 10 days ago or, you know, 15 days ago, I was like, well, you know, I won my LFA fight, but I still got bills to pay. I don't know what I'm doing about this pregnancy. I didn't know anything I was going to do in the next month. And everything kind of just fell into place perfectly for me. You know, baby's doing the end of January, early February. And, you know, now I'm a UFC fighter and that's all big changes for me. Wow. It's amazing, bro. Like just uh, I'm happy for you. Because it's it's like it's such an amazing time in your life right now that you're never gonna forget this, man. It's so cool. Uh, so my hats off to you, bro. I'm sure you've worked very hard, and you deserve this. And I know I'm sure you're very excited to take this thing to the next level, man. Uh, when did you find hmm. out that you were gonna have an opportunity to be on the Contender Series? Um. So I fought on Friday. And uh, I would say about four days after my last fight. So maybe like July 18th, maybe, or like July 20-something. I didn't have a lot of time at all to process it. And I was on it for sure. My agent started off the conversation. He's like, hey, you know, you know, you know 5,000, 5,000, you want to take it? I'm like, sure, sure, why not? And he's like, oh, yeah, and it's UFC. And I was like, well, that's even better. Pay my rent and make my dream come true. So, yeah, I was just fishing for crawfish, you know, just chilling with family. And then the entire day got got changed. Then I had to drive back home so I could get four days of training in before I had to cut weight. It was crazy. Holy cow, man. So your agent was in touch with UFC. Did they contact him? And then he reached out to you. Is that how it went down? Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, yeah, fight dropped out for Contender Series. And then I was on the short list. I was told that I should be ready for like September, October. So I was, you know, eating, I probably ate like four boxes of ice cream sandwiches when I was out of town. And he's like, how's your weight? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll starve myself if I have to make this work. And yeah, it worked. (laughs) It it certainly did, man. I mean, and talk about being an opportunist. You know, you, you weren't scheduled to be on and luck had it that you had this opportunity. You took full advantage of it. And Boom. You know, now here you are winning the fight. You had a great fight, by the way. Congrats on that, man. I mean, you you really did a great job. Ground game was phenomenal, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed watching you fight. Um, what was uh, the training like for you, though, leading up to this? I know you said you ate a lot of ice cream sandwiches, man. So, like, how was that weight cut for you? Well, luckily, when you make weight twice in 20 days, you, it's hard for you. Even if you did your absolute worst, like you ate whatever you wanted, it's kind of hard to like just wreck your body. And then 10 days later, you're wrecking your body again and gain weight. So the second weight cut it actually pretty easy, you know, 20, like 20-ish pounds. Um, okay. But, you know, when you're dieting 10 of the last 20 days, it's actually pretty easy. So I was fat happy for four or five days, but... <laughs> The second weight cut was easier than the first, so no complaints here. That's amazing, man. Good for you. Dude, I think I may just have an ice cream sandwich tonight because of you. I appreciate that, bro. (laughs) 
So that a pretty amazing stuff, man. Seriously, and uh, you know, obviously. Now, where do you live? Oh, I live here. I live in Las Vegas. Oh, you are, oh, dude. So you're local, man. So you're just a little, a little short drive away to the Apex Center. Yeah, I'm like a mile and a half away. I could walk there. Wow, dude. Now you could, you could be jogging outside past that place. Yeah, just jog outside. Get my free meal, you know. Hit sit in the cryo chamber and then jog back. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice setup I have. Oh yes, you do, man. That's dope. So like, um, you know, now now that all of this has happened for you, looking back at the fight itself, uh, what were your thoughts leading up to the fight? I was just trying to um, be in the moment. I've mm -hmm. always been like a head case during camp. I think of everything that can go wrong as opposed to everything that I can do right. I'm always like, what if he can do this? What if I get knocked out in 12 seconds? Or what if I have, what if I have a bad weight cut? But for this fight, mm -hmm. I just had to worry about what I could do on fight night. I couldn't. I, I knew I was in shape because I had just fought. I knew my weight couldn't be too crazy because I just made weight. It was actually the least nervous I've been for any of my fights, which was a blessing because it's the biggest fight of my life. But I just kept telling myself, if I perform like I do in the gym, I could have the worst day in here and still win this fight easy. And that's why I kept telling myself. I was really relaxed. We were all joking backstage. I think I may have annoyed my... um our roommate there, the other team we had in the corner, we were just joking, talking about Jeffrey Epstein and conspiracy theory and oh, nice. Freemasons. Yeah, we weren't taking anything seriously. Warmed up for five minutes and walked out there. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, how was that for you? Like, you know, you know, having those camps where you're, you know, you're, you're nervous or, you know, you got a lot on your mind and, and things are going, you know, all different directions. And now on the biggest part of your career right here, right now, and it's smooth sailing for you. What was that change? Was it because like, hey, it's it's all or nothing right here, right now? Like, what was that that change in mentality for you? Um, it was a change of mentality for me because every fight up until my last fight, I was like, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm just getting lucky these next few fights. Maybe I'll be exposed, and maybe if I don't belong, and that's fine. Like, I was always making excuses for my you know my future failures. Like, I'm prepared for this failure. But when you get the call, like just getting the call for me was validation for all the hard work I put in. Most people don't get that shot. So when I got the opportunity, when I got the validation that I am a good fighter, they do want me, you know, there's some interest in having me fight for the best organization in the world. It like chased all my nerves and anxieties out, out the window. Like it just, everything felt right. I finally felt like I, I finally felt like a fighter. I felt like I belonged. So there's nothing to worry about. True, true. Yeah, you're part of the team, man. You're on the roster now. So that that's interesting. I was watching. Uh, I don't know if you you've watched Shark Week yet, but Mike Tyson was on Shark Week, and I th I thought he said something interesting. He said uh, he said I've always he said because he, he was talking about he said you know I haven't always been the best in camp when training. Like I'm not the best at it. He says, but when it comes to fight night, I bring it. And one of the things he said was fear was something that drove him. He said, once fear was no longer there and, I, and it was gone completely, he said, that's when I decided to walk away. You know, so like it's amazing because a guy like Mike Tyson, so successful and, you know, everybody's still talking about the guy to, to uh, say, you know, hey, I wasn't the best in training, but I brought it. You know, I think that was like a really interesting thing that he said because I, I would never guess that from a guy like Mike Tyson, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So that's pretty interesting, man. But what's up with the the, the monkey suit there? What's going on with that? Is that a onesie or something you got on? <laughs> a little monkey onesie, you know. <laughs> I you know I'm usually naked at home. So I kind of just sit around, and then I was like, oh, four minutes until you know I got my nice little video chat. So then I had to put some clothes on, but nothing underneath. Oh, um, okay. watch out, ladies! Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, like it's just something comfy. I have onesies all over the house. I have like a thing. A thing one onesie like Dr. Seuss. All, my, my entire apartment's a mess. There's just you know food, ice cream cartons, and pajamas everywhere, and then books. Like I'm kind of a right now. It's been a hectic month, so everything's a little dirty. Wife's pregnant, so and I'm not the best cleaner, so you know how, everything's in disarray. But yeah, we're just kind of relaxing. <laughs> Bro, that UFC money, man. You just get a maid, sit back, relax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> UFC money is great, but after the Rota and everything, it's like now time to pay off all these bills I had, like you know, stacked up. So maybe my next UFC fight, I'll get that made. Hell yeah, man! Just keep winning those fights, bro. So what do you do? Like, what do you what do you do for work aside from you know, obviously now on the UFC roster? Well, I teach the kids jujitsu class at Syndicate. Okay, and then I have my substitute teaching license, but I guess I'm kind of unemployed with that for the foreseeable future. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just just teach and then I go to school. So that's all I that's all I've been doing the past few years, I guess. Okay. And what's your uh, you know, what's your your fighting background as far as is it aside from jujitsu? Is there any, anything else in there that you have? Yeah, um, I wrestled in high school. Um, okay. wrestled for three years in high school. I quit. I joined my freshman year, but I was like the skinny. I had all sisters and a mom, mama's boy, and I was like skinny vegetarian my freshman year, like maybe ninety eight pounds. And wrestling is just super hard, super intense. Yeah. And I just wasn't ready for that. So I quit, saw the Ultimate Fighter on TV, decided maybe I should go back to wrestling so I could be a fighter one day. Um, and then I came back and I gained like 50 pounds. And now I'm like 80 pounds heavier than I was then. Wow. But yeah, I wrestled. And then I coached wrestling for two years out of high school and then focused on myself. Amazing, man. And then... Um... So when did you make that transition into mixed martial arts from wrestling? Um, well, I trained jiu-jitsu and judo a little bit, like, during mm -hmm. high school. Um, and then right after high school, you know, was thinking about wrestling in college. So I was getting my grades up at community college so then I could transfer. Um, mm -hmm. But then I was looking at the money and how much things were going to cost me and my family. And I was like, I'm just going to fight and then go to UNLV in town. And so I started training when I was 18 and then I had my first fight when I was 19. So, yeah. Amazing. So, and, uh, how old are you now? I'm 25 and a half. Oh, 25 and dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that half, bro. Don't forget the half. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. So, you know, uh, so you've been professional for how many years now? Um, I've been professionals for four years, 26, four years. and I was only amateur for a year and a half. And okay. that included nine months because I had a knee surgery. So, yeah, oh. I was very amateur for a very short amount of time. Was that ACL? AC, um, partial ACL mm -hmm. and then meniscus. They thought my ACL was completely torn. But then when they, they opened me up, they saw that I was actually having blood flow and I was healing. So just got a trimmed up ACL. But it's my fault. I was trying to do Mortal Kombat, you know, like the spinning dragon sweep. I did it on the heavy bag and blew out my knee. The last oh, words are probably like, hey, coach, look at this. And then I hurt myself. So, yeah, it was embarrassing, but it's a lesson learned. Yeah. Hey, did you see uh, – did you watch Contender Series last night? 
I did. You saw that elbow dislocation? It. Uh, I've had I've I've had seen that happen several times in the wrestling room. Mm -hmm. It must suck. So you know, you know, he's been slammed hundreds of times in the room. It must suck. That's the one time the elbow decides Damn. to give. That it was kind of gross looking too. But that's a rough way to have the fight end. It was, but it was just heating up too. So yeah, it looked um, like it was ready to get you know get really interesting. And it sucks, man. The way he had to brace his fall that way, and it just that hand slipped from under him, man. Ah, mm -hmm. I was nasty. It was nasty. But but let's talk about your fight. So you know, obviously we talked about leading up to the fight, but now the actual fight. How did you feel about it? What was going through your mind during the fight? Did you feel like you know you had this thing locked up? Did you feel that confident, or you know what was going on in your head? Um, I felt completely confident. Um, I love fighting taller people. I okay. I actually hate fighting short people. I won a fight against a guy who was five six, and the hips are lower, and I just I, I can't fight like a tall person. So I really liked that my opponent was like six one, and I liked that he was known for his jujitsu because I knew that would make him confident. Yep. But we were drilling that low single takedown, which is super sloppy looking sometimes. But we were doing that backstage like again and again and again, and my coach was like, "This is a waste of time." You're not going to do that move. And I was like, just wait. Like, I think it's going to go perfectly fine. Then when I hit it and then it got perfect and then he you know, beat him up on the ground a little bit. But yeah, like the fight went really well for me. I felt very strong out there. Mm. He was definitely the first big 55er, well, bigger, like a nice size 55er that I got to fight. And I was a little worried about that strength factor because I moved mm. up a weight class because I had weight cut complications a year ago. Okay. So I was a little worried, but then I felt really good out there, and I just kind of got more confident as I went along. And I saw the opening for a finish, and I jumped on it, and it came a lot easier than I was expecting. So mm -hmm. it's nice when you're prepared for a hard fight, and it ends up being easy. So yes. it was nice. Incredible, man. And then, uh, you know, obviously after the fight, hand is raised. Are you thinking I earned the contract right now, or are you still like I don't know yet? You know what was uh, what was going on there? Oh, so I was not sure. My coach and my you know corner Sherard, they mm -hmm. they were super sure, but I was under the impression that um, Dana only ever gave out two contracts a night. So every fight after that, I was watching. I'm like, please don't be a finish. Please be boring. Please be this. You know, <laughs> basically just praying for these people. If they not for them to fail, but for yeah. them not to succeed as well as I did. Um, so I was freaking out the entire fight card. And then after the Jacoby fight, which was like crazy, you know, whooping the entire time, I was like, I don't know, Coach and Woods. Just like, there's not a limit. You guys would all get a contract feasibly, which is what happened last night. But um. After that, I knew I had it. But then when Dana was complimenting me, he was like, I was talking crap about this kid. And I was questioning his game plan. I thought he was letting me down easy. I thought he was getting ready to say, you know, maybe in a few fights he'll be ready. So I thought the same thing, man. I honestly thought the same thing. I was like, he was being nice. And then he's going to say, all right, well, you know, he's 25. He's going to give him another year or two. And then boom, man. But I'll let you finish that part. But yeah, and then he, he's like, Blah, 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 blah. Welcome to the UFC. And I had just gone from like this dark night of my soul in my head. He like said it. And I was like, he's about to say no. I'm going to have to be back here in three weeks to fight again. Another weight cut. 
And then he's like, welcome to the UFC. And I almost cried. I almost cried because I was freaking myself out. But, you know, definitely a little emotional roller coaster for me. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, uh, Laura Sanko uh, post fight, you know, you had that interview and, and uh, you know, you got to make the announcement of pregnancy plus, you know, winning the fight, man. How, how is that just being interviewed after your UFC fight, your first official post fight interview? It was crazy. Um, I, I never thought I had to rehearse something like that. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And that's why I think I ended up like slipping the pregnancy thing. I was just thinking I was like going a thousand miles an hour in my head. So I was just so happy about so many things. I just talked about all of them. Um, it was crazy. I mean, I'll get better with them. Maybe I'll get a little cockier and I'll rehearse things a little bit, but I just, I can't even remember for right now what I said. It just went by so quick. It was real, bro. It was real. You know, and we saw a lot of that last night too. It was a lot of real stuff going on. A lot of family members passed away, people going through some really tough stuff, you know? So I like seeing that part, you know, that, that real part, the real side, but yeah, the, the, like you said, you know, you could get cocky too and put that show on, you know what I'm saying? But I appreciate like the, the realness, man. I thought that was real cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, man. So I got some fan questions for you. Um, so I got uh, one here says, what advice could you give a fighter that's just starting their pro career? Ooh, what advice would I give? I would say basically don't try to be an em- – don't try to emulate another fighter and don't try to copy their style because the people who make it in the sport, they're not trying to be another fighter. And I feel like if you're trying to fit yourself into a, somebody else's mold – You'll never be the complete fighter that you can be. You got to focus on what makes you unique as a fighter, what strengths that you have. I know when I first started out, I wanted to be Leota Machida. I wanted to have my hands out like a karate player and I wanted to move and be cool. That wasn't me. You know, mm-hmm. I had a completely different base. I had different I had a different skill set. But I definitely would just say focus on what makes you you and just double down on that. Cuz that's how super, I think that's how stars are made in this sport. That's what's up. That's really good advice too. Yeah, like you know, find yourself, find who you are, and 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 you know, bring that to the table. So yeah, I'm with that. And then uh, another question. Uh, let's see, <laughs> what did you do to celebrate after you won the contract? <laughs> I'm very boring. So what I did, I so I'm a glu- I have a gluten sensitivity and a dairy, and I'm lactose intolerant. So what I did after that fight. I had half a waffle and got locked jaw on a migraine. And then I went home. I went home and read from Stephen King and like laid down and watched like a TV show of my wife. I, I am I am incredibly boring outside the cage. I'm just a normal person. I'm a nerd. But that's what I did. I nursed a I nursed a migraine that came from gluten and I read some Stephen King. <laughs> hey man, listen. You ain't killing nobody. You know, nobody's getting hurt outside the octagon. So you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, bro. Waffles, though. Lockjaw, tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. And then uh, did you talk to Dana White after? And any idea when your next fight will be? Um, We, like, did a brief little greedy, like, good job, kid. I'm a cool, you know, fist bump. 
That's all I got. He pointed at me during a press conference. Definitely the highlight of our relationship. He's like that kid over there. I'm like, yeah, I'm the, I'm that kid. Um, <laughs> so that was the extent of our conversation. The, uh, when my next fight will be, I told my agent I either want to fight next month or five or six months from now. Okay. I either want to jump right back out there or I want to actually put on some muscle. I've never done weights consistently before. Okay. I've um, always just done body weight. I've always just wrestled. I'm excited to get a little swole, get some, you know, meat under the hood right here. Yeah, Maybe bro. Fill, fill up that monkey suit, bro. Yeah, fill out this monkey suit. We'll get a gorilla suit after. Um, <laughs> I just want to put on some size so I could be a little bit stronger for the division. But either I'm hoping like March or April at the latest. But if not, next month, hopefully, maybe something will fall off and I'll get to hop in last minute again. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I, I hope it happens, bro. I think uh, I can speak for the, you know, the fans that have reached out to me and I'm sure other fans that uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in there in a, an official, you know, UFC pay-per-view, you know, and, 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 you know, see, see, see what this monkey suit could do on the big stage, man. I think it's going to be great, brother. Yeah. I'm excited to see that too. Hell yeah, man. And so what's next for you in the immediate future outside the cage? What's next for me in the immediate future? I got to get my classes picked out for this upcoming semester. Um, Going to figure out, you know, how to handle all those online classes. Going to have to upgrade my Wi-Fi. I just got Wi-Fi a month ago. Basically, my plan's just uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi. Um, my plan's basically just to, you know, try to act like my life didn't change. Because I still have other goals I have to handle. I'm going to finish right. a few Stephen King books this, you know, this month. Going to finish it in misery, hopefully. And nice. that's my plan. <laughs> misery, bro. That I I I didn't read the book. I saw the movie, and that movie always freaked me out, man. Because I'm like, yo, that that could actually happen. Mm -hmm. It could. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I get some. I got some creepy messages from some fans after my fight, and I won't be surprised. I, I'd be down. I mean, I'd be flattered and terrified. But if a fan wants to kidnap me, you know, I, I respect. That. What kind creepy, of creepy? What kind of creepy messages did you get? I'm curious now. Um, so, you know, because of my after fight celebration and the splits and the twerk, you know, it was like more of a jiggle, more of a butt jiggle. I wouldn't say it was a twerk per se. <laughs> you know, I, so initially I had like a giant wave, like you're the first openly gay fighter. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess, um, <laughs> I mean, not open. And then, so I got a lot of, I got a lot of creepy, um, posts about that. Then lots of, you know, pictures of certain parts of the male anatomy I have never gotten before. Whoa. Um, yeah. It went like. All from a split and it's work. All from a split and it's work. That's all I had to do. So, you know, if you're looking for, if you're a man looking for men, that's all you got to do, I, I guess. Wow. Um, but yeah, but then those quickly turned to like a lot of hate messages. Like, how dare you play us like that? And I'm like. I didn't do. I didn't know I was playing any games, but I got like, "Yay, rainbows, rainbows, and penis pictures, and we're here for you." To I hate wow. you, you know, blah blah blah. It was crazy. So, you know what scared. it was? You 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 shot their hopes down, bro. That's what happened. I shot their hopes down. <laughs> they, they didn't know how to handle it. They didn't know how to handle it, man. But the split was pretty dope, bro. I gotta say, I can't do I can't do it like that. I need assistance, <laughs> but you got it, bro. Right on. Huh? 
So, man, I want to thank you uh, for, you know, taking the time to be on MMA Uncensored, man. Congratulations, you know, not only about the contract, but your upcoming pregnancy, childbirth in, in January, February. We'll definitely uh, keep a lookout, man, for the for the little monkey. So uh, it's, uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best, brother. Thank you very much. You got it, man. We'll see you soon. I, I got a feeling. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon, I'm sure. Take care, brother. Take care. All right, all right. That's a wrap. Awesome stuff, Jordan Leavitt. Last week's Dana White Contender Series winner. Did a great job, man, and uh, wishing him nothing but the best. And I also want to thank last episode's guest, Bellator fighter Chris Lencioni. He had some wild stuff going on uh, post-fight, man. So if you haven't seen his fight at the last Bellator event, check it out. Lots of drama after that fight. Lots of drama. Guys, subscribe on YouTube slash MMA Uncensored. Follow us on IG at MMA Uncensored, double underscore. We're at 432,000 followers. Thank you, guys. You are the best for following. I truly appreciate it. And shout out to the sponsors, Hemp Boca, for all your CBD needs. They have an amazing post-workout massage oil. Highly recommended. I always use it. It smells really good as well. And it doesn't leave that oily feeling on your body. That's really good. Use code MMA for a discount. And also for your quality cannabis needs, Veteran Farms. That's Veteran, P-H-A-R-M-S, VeteranFarms.com. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and stay tuned because we got something very special coming up for the next episode. Take care.